Hey guys and welcome to episode 10 of the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. With me today as always, Jess Mellington. Welcome Jess. Thanks Ben, good to be here. Glad to have you as always. Just started raining outside here in Torquay. Beautiful morning, but um, a bit cloudy at the moment, so it's got a bit rough. But sitting alongside me today, uh, we have the founders of the Workers' Hut in Torquay, Dave and Beck. Welcome Dave and Beck to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Great to be with you guys. Pleasure to have you here with us today as well. So, just for our listeners out there, the Workers' Hut, pretty self-explanatory, but maybe just for our listeners that aren't from Torquay or aren't familiar with your brand and uh, the hut, so to speak, do you just want to give us a quick rundown of exactly what the Workers' Hut is and what your mission is behind the Workers' Hut? We started the Workers' Hut about three and a half years ago to provide a space, I guess, for the Torquay community. We knew there were a lot of people who were working from their homes and doing lots of really different things, but there wasn't a space to bring those people together. And Dave and I have been working from home for different reasons. Dave, for sort of 15 years, um, locked in the dungeon downstairs trying to get his work done. And we both really liked being around people doing all sorts of different things, so it seemed kind of a natural idea. So. Um, I guess in answer to your question, the hut's a space where people can come and work flexibly, whether that's sort of a day a week on a desk or full-time in a private office. Um, and we also do you know, events and meetings and all those sorts of things to give people a home away from home. So I mean, effectively the mission comes down to growing business and we've focused always since on that on local. So it's been local from the start, whether it was the local trying to get local furnishings into getting the local business involved. That was always going to be the key differentiator for us. And from there, it's been then once we've kept the locals in, we've just tried to grow their businesses. And that happens in, in many different ways. So whether or not it's the, the business or even just personally what's going on for them, it all sort of ties in together. And we're very blessed to be having um, people share a lot of different stories for yeah. what they do. It's a very cool concept, I must admit. It was one of the first places I came two years ago when I moved to Torquay. I was looking for an area or a space to, to work from as a freelancer. Ended up getting a full-time job in Torquay, so didn't go through with a sort of month-to-month um, hot desking and all the rest. But, um, yeah, it was one of the first places I came. It's really appealing just to have that community of people to work alongside. So I imagine that was one of the big driving forces. Yeah, and it's hard, I think, when we first started in Torquay, Co-working wasn't really a thing down mm. here. Like there were some spaces in in Melbourne popping up and your big kind of corporates, but there wasn't anything like it down here. So we sort of put out the feelers on Facebook and tried to ascertain if there was any demand or if it was just kind of our dreamy idea of of doing things. And lots of people, you know, started coming back and said, "Oh my God, like that would be so amazing to be able to get out of my house." Or, you know, my partner's really sick of having all my stuff lying around. Oh my God, if one of my kids throws a soccer ball at my head again, I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> Um, so uh, we sort of knew we sort of knew that there was that interest there, but there was also a lot of having to educate people about what it was all about. You know, oh, you mean I can just come in and work for a couple of hours all the day, or you know, how do I do that? And oh, I don't know if I'll be able to be productive. Will I get work done? Will I be more distracted? So just really trying yeah. to teach people about what that meant. And we've yeah. flexed as we've gone. So as I said, with three and a half years, we've just tried to basically evolve with what's been needed. So I mean, we've kind of landed at the moment largely with the, I mean, there is the desking element, there is the office element, there's the meetings and then events, and we've kind of gone from that. And events could be anything. We have had 
everything from art exhibitions in here to you know sales things to the more you know I guess custom you know business seminars that sort of stuff mm-hmm. in the space. But whatever it is, it's yeah, it's usually something different keeps it exciting, you know. So. I did see a photo shoot last week or this week for grilled hamburgers. Is that right? Yeah, and it's so this random. This is the variety of people that you... You'd never think... And I remember back to right when we first opened and the car park was empty and we're thinking, God, is anyone ever going to come in here? And like two of the first people that came in, I think they were from Anglesey or something like that, totally random, were like, so what do you do? And they were designing like a, an app to help people find people who were lost at sea. And it was just so out of the box and bizarre and ever since then often it's people come in and you say to them oh so you know what do you do when they tell you about their day job but then they start talking about their passion and the thing that yeah. they really want to be doing and it's sometimes so far removed from their day job yeah. you kind of go oh like wow like why aren't you doing that tell me more about <laughs> yeah. that literally like, lost at sea not lost at sea in life like literally lost at literally sea literally lost yeah. at sea yeah and so I mean we've had we have tradies, we have creatives, we have professional services, you have people doing startups, um, and people, yeah, just doing all sorts of different things, which makes yeah. every conversation really interesting. And certainly not that small town mentality that we mm. kind of thought it could have been to start with. I mean, we were positioned amongst some of the biggest global surf brands, yeah. and you sort of forget that that entrepreneurial culture's in the town. And once you start, I mean, and again, that comes back to what people are trusting with some of the stories they were telling us and what they were doing but they I mean we got people that are working in you know multi you know multinational in the 16 countries we've got some we've got offices not just this is a Torquay office you know they've got the Melbourne they've got their Tokyo offices whatever that looks like mm-hmm. so there's different um, no one would even know that they're here and living in no. Torquay is the thing yep. and I mean I'm sure you guys get that with doing even doing this podcast you get yeah. to go around and talk to all people and go oh man like no one even knows you're here like yeah. it's yeah. so cool to share those stories i should mention for our listeners that we are smack bang in the middle of so we've got rip curl next to us and reef as well two international mm-hmm. surfwear brands and then we've got patagonia across the road i think that's their asia pacific hq isn't it yes yeah. um and then up the road we used to have quicksilver so yeah, yeah and like rip that's rip curl's biggest selling store Next door. Yeah, the second mm-hmm. shop. Oh, the second shop, yeah. 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 So effectively it was. So they deem it like the Silicon Valley of surfing yeah. so around here. And so that's kind of what we've been lucky to tap into too. So there is really that opportunity to try and find, well, you know, what's next? Because yeah. the surf industry has its ups yeah. and downs. It's still the core of it. It's always the, um, the running conversations in... Um, in around town, you know, the two ones that we've always uh, found over the, over the time has been, you know, what a board meeting actually looks like, <laughs> whether or not that's out in the surf or, you know, the best uh, suit is a wetsuit. So, you know, there's always <laughs> co- types of things that happen. But, you know, we're true to that sort of culture and try to keep it... Um, there's always a wedding over the fence. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Someone's so. got their... Yeah. on the roof out there. As we speak. Yeah. So it comes with a work-life ba- balance, you know, that's yeah. what we're trying to do, so we try to mm. nurse that where we can. Well, it's hard to ignore lifestyle in Torquay, isn't it, and the surf coast. I mean, you can't run a business without sort of taking into account lifestyle as well. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. rare for someone to be locked up 13, 14 hours a day in the office in Torquay, <laughs> isn't it? So. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I mean, you've got a lot of young families, you've got a lot of young professionals a lot of people that love the outdoors and why live somewhere and not be able to enjoy that and I think also being so close to Melbourne it's that easy opportunity to really enjoy that lifestyle and still be close to the city and you know you can commute a couple of days and that's that's still okay and 
particularly after this year. Like, yeah, there's just so many opportunities, hopefully, for people to be able to work at home and yeah. you know, spend more time with their family and do the things they love and drive back to the city and have a meeting yeah. or connect with, you know, the corporates that they need to. Yeah, yeah, they've done a few surveys in the paper and polls and stuff, and a lot of people don't want to go back to the corporate HQ in the city. So mm. just yeah. there are people are living a different life now. Instead yeah. of doing their three-hour commute each day, it's turned into, you know, coffee in the morning, yep. dropping the kids off at school and getting into work perhaps earlier than they otherwise would. So. Yeah, and you sure. wonder what that means for for places like Torquay. I mean, obviously, as a local on one hand, you're like, oh, my God, stop coming to Torquay mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you wonder if the infrastructure down the road is going to be able to handle it. But from the business side of things and everything, yeah. you're like, keep coming. Like, this yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a catch-22, but certainly a great great place to live we'll never go back to the city yeah it's uh, we're pretty lucky down here so three and a half years running the the workers hut dave 15 years in the basement at home <laughs> trying to tell listeners <laughs> what you were doing prior to that it almost sounds like yeah. the workers hut was inc- incidental to what you were doing was that the case or um, yeah well, if, well i guess it was an outcome of it so that was kind of the thing so really um working for a multinational in a um in an analyst role analytical role so um in the media business so heading up a lot of the Asia Pacific work that we were doing with um, with the company, and uh, yeah, effectively that allowed me, I guess, back to you know, kind of around the Y2K times. Uh-huh. So you start about you think about that. That is kind of when it sort of started, and I, I was going had the option to work for a for a British um, consulting firm then um, from here, and sort of working out. So that got me going in that direction of what does working from home look like mm-hmm. uh, way back then, and. Really, it came with some quick challenges to figure out that, okay, well, there's work, but there really is life outside of this. My colleagues were on a patchy phone line back then kind of thing. The internet was bipping away at me and dropping out more than it was actually on. So you sort of work in... This is a dial-up connection. Dial-up connection, yeah, effectively. So it had, it had its... Um, <laughs> and trying to get into these remote um, you know, servers, which of course now is mm. light years of where, where it sort of felt like it started. But they provided great support from that point of view. And then it was just a case of going, okay, well, I'm stuck at home. I need to find other outlets. And so it wasn't a case of just being contained it was then getting that balance worked out. Well, I thought at least getting, um, you know, personal interaction, whether it be through sports, whether it be through socialising, and that became pretty important to make sure that that balance worked. So, yeah. And we were lucky because that was kind of pre-kids and Dave's job being the nature that it was allowed us to travel, you know, travel the world a heap and kind of just work on the road and that flexibility was pretty amazing, really. Yeah, yeah, so it certainly allowed us, yeah, gave us that sort of flexibility to do it. And then yeah. I guess leading into this was identifying that, well, you can work from home, but it does have its challenges, particularly whether or not it is with kids and just trying to be on the phone and noises or whether or not it's just isolation or even temptations from mm. people, you know, I've got the pantry there that's just yeah. staring at me all day. You know, so <laughs> to, Those so Tim Tams are just looking at you all day long. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, that's what, I mean, for one of our core things here is productivity, right? That's what we try to get. I mean, there's a lot of other benefits for the social elements and that we try to nurse, uh, nurture. But keeping in mind but, that you still have that full-time job. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. You know, yep. So yep. even though it's, you know... Yeah. We're running this, we're still kind of able to do other things on the side, which I guess is really nice. Yep. Actually, you made a good point before we started the podcast. You've got three sick kids at home today, so, yep. I mean, that's tough. Well, yeah, sick and COVID feel... is kind of like kids in a runny nose, and then you start to freak yeah. out, and when your 13-year-old's running around the house going, 
well, he might have coronavirus, <laughs> stay away from me. It's kind of like, oh my God, what are going to do with that? Yeah, but certainly, I mean, I'm sure all mums and dads around this year has been pretty full on with kids being yeah. home from school and trying to run businesses and keep everyone happy yeah. and safe and well. And yeah. But that's part of the life juggle. I mean, you, yeah, you know, you got to keep things in order and we just yeah. try to do, you know, we're not experts at it or perfect at it by any stretch, but you just find ways to support each other and make yeah. it happen. Yeah. And what was your background, Beck? Were you basically full-time mum from the get-go? Or? <laughs> yeah, so um, before having kids, my background is in health, so I'm an occupational therapist by trade. So early on, that was a lot of working in hospitals and um, eventually started my own private practice with kids. Um, Dave and I were living down in Warrnambool for a while, which is where he's from originally. So I was running a practice down there and then... I was about to ask, where are you guys actually from? So Warrnambool, Dave and... Warrnambool, Dave and Bendigo, me. Bendigo, back. Yep. And um, we were both living in Melbourne, um, Melbourne Uni, met at college down there and probably spent 10 years in the city. And then we went and lived in Warrnambool for about five years after we got married. And then decided it was too far away from the rest of the world and we needed to yeah. get back to to Torquay. So yep. um, we've been here maybe 11 years now. Yeah, over a decade. Yep. Yeah. Think. So when I had kids, I kind of... Um, so you got your t- Torquay passport officially yeah. after 10 years? <laughs> I don't know if that makes us local. There's kind of yeah, a, I don't know, a different feeling out there about what makes you local, but yeah. we feel like we're local. We like to embrace local at the very least. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, I think so, 20 years, Jan Jack, and then 10 years for Torquay to get your passport, don't they say? Is that so the rule? Oh, to... Well, we got a lot of time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. So loving it down here, and obviously Warrnambool, a little bit too far away. We have a lot of listeners actually from Warrnambool, so big shout out to them. Yeah. They'll be tuning in. Yeah, a lot of artists, um, old Tal Lemons was a Warrnambool boy. He was on episode two, so yeah. it was a thriving art scene down there, but I understand. Yeah. A little it's bit a cool too city. far. Yeah. Well, for us, it was more just as the kids get bigger and want to be driving places and we love to go to Melbourne as well and you know whether it's go to the footy or go to a show or and we've got family in Melbourne, family in Warrnambool, family in Bendigo yeah. so yeah so it's certainly can be nice done. Warrnambool's yeah. central it can, it can certainly work it was just that little spot. bit extra yeah you yeah. get home a bit later than which would be uh, which what you would be coming into Torquay so yeah well, they got everything you need down there don't they like there's Deakin University and yeah it's, a, and Deakin, it's a gorgeous like yeah. it's a gorgeous city it's a really yeah. yeah surf's nice. good so surf's good yep yep and how did you... Not as yep. <laughs> so you guys met at college, did you say? Yes, we yeah. did. Um, yeah, so... We lived at St Mary's on campus and that's where we met. Yep. It's pretty funny, there's a lot of married stories coming out of college. We've got yeah. a, lot of, a lot of friends that met their partners at college and there's actually, even funnily enough, a few members at the hut who who met the same way. So it's, yeah, yeah. Right. it's a good place to find a husband. Anyone out there who wants to go back to college, you can go and live... Um, Live on campus and find a partner. <laughs> Tip number one, write that down. Yeah. Pay a fortune now for your kids to go and find someone to marry. My dad was at a college at Melbourne Uni. I can't remember which one. It's just near the, the, the Princess Crescent? Park there, sort of facing oh, yeah. the park. can't remember what it's called, but he'll be laughing along. He's told me some pretty hairy stories about life in college back in the day in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate to imagine because there's, there's plenty of stories from any year at college, I think. But yeah. amazing yeah. opportunity. Oh, yeah. Look at the, the friends. Kids, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the friends that we've kept out of it, you know. As well, yeah. It's been great. So, yeah, I'd certainly be encouraged. Yeah. Um, that avenue for anyone that's um, looking to go down it. But, uh, On yeah. memory. Feels like a long time ago. So then it was a case of travelling the world a bit with your job, Dave, and yeah. then 
settling back in Torquay 10 years ago. So Workers Hut, three and a half years old. So how's it been going with Workers Hut during coronavirus? Yeah, well, look, we've been lucky, guys. I mean, we've ended up having, um, we didn't have to effectively shut. So that was our big thing. So I think a stage four would have been made it a lot tougher. Um, a stage three was kind of opening up for essential services. And, you know, whilst you could say, well, being for a co-working space, it's not an essential service. We didn't need to deem that it was the members. And so the members had to make that choice of, about whether or not it was essential for them to get their work done. So they were coming in. So, of course, when that was made, we were supportive of it and very thankful for it, of course, as well. Um, and so, yeah, we had this kind of light mode going on. Um, it's kind of like the, yeah, the shift workers came in. And um, fortunately, they're hanging they're with us still. But, so yeah. It's just those, sort of ticking along the ability to support people, whatever that looked like, really. Yep. Yep, yeah, a lot of different changes coming in, of course, from the hygiene measures through the social distancing and how it all would work. But I guess we've just run with it, you know, you sort of deal with it. The members, um, you know, are great. They're always fully you know, respecting of that and trying to help out. So we, we always, you know, are thankful for them. Um, and we're very yeah. conscious that, I mean, obviously you talk to anyone locally and a lot of businesses locally are, you know, partners running a business together, like, you know, you guys setting this up together and there's a lot of that in this town. And so mm. we're very aware that, you know, we were running this space, but we also had the backup of doing other things as well. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, you know, weren't in that position where, you know, their business, particularly if it was in hospitality or tourism, it's all they had. Yeah. And that was just being pulled out from under them. And, yep. and so we were just, I guess, trying to keep that in our minds and be here however we could yeah. be here, whatever that looked like, and even just being here, you know, just try and listen it out because I got no one to talk to about how it was going, and you know, clients are just they can't talk to the clients of their mm. you know story about what that actually means. They just have to take it on the chin, and they were saying, I "Just lost two thirds of my business this week." Yeah, right. Kind of go, oh, okay, yeah. well, what can we do? You know, come in. Hey, we're still here. We're still trying to support. What do you need? You know, let's try and yeah, work it through. In. You know, we. And, and yeah, just such a resilient bunch, you know, and that that's just, yeah, I mean, that, that gets to us a bit sometimes too, because it's just yeah. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, You mentioned that you have, or on your website, it mentions that you have a community um, where you go out for social things. Can you talk a little bit about the community side of the workers hut? So I think that most co-working space operators would, would say, especially regional spaces, that community is the key to everything that you do so for us sometimes it feels a little bit like you're a hairdresser you know you go to the hairdresser and they know everything about everybody (laughs) and certainly the conversations that happen in the hut are much more like friendships than they you know it's not a business relationship so you do get to learn everything about everyone you know people bring their families in they bring their kids in their dog in their grandparents in like we've met (laughs) you know extended family for everybody and I guess the lovely thing about that is that that makes a space feel like home and not like an office. And so yeah. we're always laughing at people who've got their boardies on and then their business shirt over the top. And you know, <laughs> you've got Zoom calls today. Right? <laughs> um, and so based on that, we try and, and foster that as much as we can. And whether that's, you know, we, help, we all have lunch together every Thursday, 12.30, everyone knows. Even if you're new to the space, it's just come along, meet people, say hi. Um, we go to the brewery the first Friday of every month as a running catch up and again it's just another way of checking in with people and then the unforeseen benefit of all of that is 
the networking that happens and even though we don't do a lot of really formal networking stuff because we find people are busy enough as it is um, but that kind of cross pollination that happens when people meet the right people yeah um, and we try and I guess foster that as much as we can you know we know all about people's projects and what's going on so hey have you met yeah. You know, Ben and Jess, it'd be really good for you to go and talk to them because they're, they're doing this A stuff and it really meshes well with what you're doing. So. And sometimes I mean, we're, we're effectively a welcoming committee because we get a lot of people that come out at first point of contact out of the city. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. still got to do my work. Where do I go and find this? What do I yeah. do? This? You should talk to these people, come in, do this, you know, and, and yeah, so we've sort of, in one way, you're kind of a tourism operator at yeah. times, other, other times yeah. you're just trying to, yeah, you know, be the first point of contact to, to give them some advice to, you know, where's a good coffee, whatever it looks yeah. like. So, um, I so think a real sen- you get a real sense of that and, um, you know, it's probably one of those things that's a little hard to talk about, but we lost, we lost a heart member only, mm-hmm. you know, less than a month ago. Um, someone took their own life and especially in COVID times you know it's been a hell of a year for people and it's such a reminder that you know you don't always know everything about people but certainly when something like that happens you see a community like this really come together and everyone was very affected by that because you know this person was a great a great person and felt like a part of our family so seeing that's it that's the key word there I mean our family seeing that family come together um obviously in a tragic circumstance was just a real reminder of how important it is to have that that community and that family regardless of where you live and what you do yeah yep. and, and i mean you're not a counselor but you can yeah. listen right yeah and like you're still friends you're still so yeah and it's, yeah, and it's, it's just human, yep. and, human and that's the thing it's not just on us right that was tough for us we lent on them too so yeah. we're leaning on the members as well so it's not it's mm. never just about you know it's a that's the collaborative p- approach to it. It kind of works across the the space, and we try to empower the members and mm-hmm. make it your own home. You know, that's yeah. often we'll be saying that make yourself at home because it's kind of like, well, we can't be doing everything. You'll need some things at time, and people are respectful. They haven't. We've never had a problem. In and it goes both ways. I mean, people check in on us too. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen Beck for a while. What's going on? Is she right? Yeah. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Or you know, oh, Dave's not here this week. You know, oh, how's he going? Or people know what projects people have got on, so they're yeah. kind of there to back them up. Or they know when someone's had a really epic failure <laughs> um, in their business, and you know, give each other ideas. So it's. Yeah. And you do see people every day, so you get to judge them. You know, they come in and you're not yourself. Yeah, what's going on? You're right. Like you're a bit down. Yep. And then you know, and vice versa. Had a big win. Well, you're getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there is, and there's this theory of the kids in the space. Yeah, there's only only. So you guys are in trouble now for when you do have a bub. (laughs) It's going to be a girl because this year. Oh really? This is it. (laughs) Five. We've we've had five 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 babies. Five hut babies. Really? And they're all girls. So we try, yeah. We're not sure there, but we've uh, the track record's on, so that's it. I went, oh, I was listening to a pod, oh, what was that, an interview yesterday with Steve Irwin. He was talking about how you get a boy or a girl, but I won't go into detail. It's never anything to do with crocodiles, <laughs> oh, It had something to do with his genitals, so we'll just oh, leave it at that. Nice. They actually did a 12-month program where they went right into it. and actually, there's all sorts of theories around boxer shorts. And yeah. Like, anyway, that's a podcast for another day. I don't know how I got onto that video either. I was just kind of watching... <laughs> I think I was watching Andrew Denton you for really the way need he. You really to get out of the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that's very sad to hear. Um, 
yeah, thoughts with you and the, the Workers' Hut community. I know community is a big part of companies like Patagonia as well and Ripcurl. They swear by their, their family-oriented culture. Um, don't know about Quicksilver's philosophy, philosophy, but, yeah, that's something you've deliberately tried, tried to instill from day one? Or has it happened naturally just because you've got such a diverse group of people? I, and I think it's a little bit of that. I mean, Torquay's not a small, small town, but it's a small community. Everyone knows everybody, and I think it's that whole thing as well that people pay it forward, and if mm. you don't foster those relationships and things to begin with, you're not going to have a business as mm. well. So unless you you know, you know do the right thing by people and you, you share everything that's going on with you with everybody else, and it just kind of happens automatically. I think it's just, yeah, a part of having a space like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. You can't not get involved in people's lives and get that back the other way. And in terms of, so would you say you've kept up to 90% of your clients through Corona? It's been... Yeah, well, yeah, in some shape or form. So, you know, whether or not that, how that looks, but yeah, ultimately there hasn't been, you know, yeah, of course it's been, we've had three different versions of it. There's been some that have soared through Corona businesses, so that keeps that, there's a lot largely neutral, call them neutral. And then there's some that have just been hit completely. So, yeah, we kind of just... It ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows with it, yeah. I mean, co-working in general is such a timing thing. You know, um, people go through different jobs, different businesses, different things going on in their lives. And so their need for a space like this kind of changes based on their growth and and what's happening at home. And certainly in coronavirus, you know, you've got families who've had to stay home because of their kids or they've lost their job or there's no money coming in or they can't work at home. So then they've come in here. it's really nice to see some of the people that have struggled that we kind of lost that are now coming back and going, I'm back, like, hi, yeah. I'm so excited to see you. So that's been really nice. And then the new people as well, like even the last few weeks, mm. I think with that influx of people going, hey, maybe I can live by the coast permanently, um, yep. lots of new faces as well. And over summer, we always get lots of people travelling through and that's really interesting as well because... Yeah keeps the space fresh and new faces always add new conversations. Absolutely. And how do you go about marketing the Workers' Hut? Is it paid advertising? (laughs) (laughs) We're terrible. Don't market. Oh, look, it really... Podcasts. Podcasts, (laughs) is it? It's been word word of mouth, effectively. I mean, that's what we've tried to... Small town grapevine. Yeah, when we've sort of thought about needing to advertise, it's kind of, well, no, we'll just, we're dealing with the next person walking in, so we've been blessed from that point of view that, yeah, to come in. Um, Having said that, I mean, you know, I guess there's standard stuff where we try to, you know, the social elements. and. I'm terrible at social media, so it's kind of like one of those things that you go, oh man, I should be doing that. And then often you send things out into the void and then every now and then someone will go, oh, I've been following you for ages. And you're kind of like, really? Like, am I posting anything? You've had four posts in four years. (laughs) Why would you follow me? There's so much more you can do. That's why they remember you. Because there's no no social. (laughs) If they see a post, they remember it. Because it's a a rarity. Yeah, probably a bigger event. (laughs) The most most common thing is for someone to come in the door and say, oh, so-and-so told me about you. And then they say, I didn't even know you were here. And you're like, oh, we probably should be telling people that we're here. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think how I found you two years ago. I reckon I just typed in co-working spaces because they're so yeah. popular in Melbourne. And coming from Melbourne, uh, 12 years in Melbourne working in finance, and then as a freelancer at the end, and co-working spaces are everywhere. So mm-hmm. actually, good segue into our next point, like what what makes you different to the rest of the co-working spaces out there? Because there's a couple in Torquay now. So. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple of popping up. And look, I think... It, 
we kind of like to look at it as, you know, it's just like choosing your favourite cafe or restaurant or gym and that not every space works for every person. Mm-hmm. I think we, we try to sit on our, on our local vibe and, and local people and just that really... Try to create it more like a home, you know, this sort of thing. If people are walking in, they've got to have a reason to come out of their home. So you want to make it that it's going to feel something that they want to be a part of. And so if we can kind of provide that, try and keep it as, I guess, a warmth to the space that, that people can associate with. And if you've moved, if you've moved from Melbourne to come and live down here, why would you want to go and work in a space that feels like you're in the city? Yeah. Yep. yep. So, um, if you're coming out of your house to go to work, you want it to feel like somewhere that you want to be, somewhere you feel like you're at home, and somewhere that doesn't necessarily feel like you're at work. Yeah. Now it's um just for our listeners, do you want to give us a little? Because it's it's a magnificent look and feel, and when you describe it as a home, it kind of does feel like a home because there's a lot of timber. Um, sort of furniture and um, fixtures and fittings and all the rest. So, do you want to give us a brief description of? Well, some of the stuff literally comes off some of the <laughs> fence palings from the homes around Torquay. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. Like I mean, all of the timber, all of the timber that we used in the place has pretty much come from people's backyards, their fences or old barns. Um, that been a lot of nails people have rusty nails to it. <laughs> so. so this is full recyclable timber. Yeah, it's all recycled timber. Yeah, it so yeah. it's sustainable. And when we took yeah. over this building, like you remember the 80s, like if you think 80s, this was Billabong. So this was right. Billabong yep. HQ and everything was that Billabong 80s toothpaste blue. <laughs> You know, uh, like that. Yeah. With all due respect to Billabong's past. That's a past. It's an amazing building and we love it. It's cool at the time. But <laughs> everything was that colour. Like everywhere we looked, it was like, oh my God, like how are we going to cover so, all that yeah. weird toothpaste up? The Billabong have since gone to the Gold Coast, is that right? Along with Quicksilver? Along yeah. with Quicksilver. Yep, yeah. yep. I don't think Rip Hill ever leave Torquay though. Well, they? the majority of them are gone. So yeah. uh, they've only got bells, what, they, maybe right? 60. Yeah. 60 staff left. Oh, and then they used to have thousands, so right. yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. bit of a shame. Hope they're enjoying the sun. And on some other news coming for you guys, we have some exciting news to announce as well. So make sure you stay tuned in. We're only halfway here, so <laughs> you, I'll let you guys um, share your good news for the time being, though, with regard to your new facility. Yeah, so we're really um, excited and lucky that another building has popped up a couple of doors up from us. Um, with a, a heap more space and the opportunity to create another co-working space for Torquay, but also to do a few things a little bit differently. And so we're going to create a co-warehousing facility, um, which again, I think there's quite a few popping up in Melbourne. There's some really amazing spaces down there. And we know there's a lot of locals down here who store a whole lot of their stuff in their garage and make a lot of really amazing online e-commerce businesses. And if we can provide a facility that's going to help people share some of those expenses and things that come from from working from home by bringing them into a collaborative space. That'll be really cool. So it's going to have some shared warehousing and pick and pack space and shared yeah. couriers. And then Just a- try and take out those pain points for them, really. Like if we can sort of do it in a way that, you know, you're taking photos of your products, we'll have the photo photography studio. If they need to, um, you know, do the admin elements, they've got their office component. If they need to store their products, they can store the products. And then so then the in terms of shipping it out the door, well, we know a lot of the careers through here. So trying to look at that. So there's a lot of synergies for, for the businesses, for the homewares, e-commerce, online retail, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to bring that 
element in and see what that uh, yeah how that looks going forward for um, for Torquay. But um, of course, you know, hopefully we'll uh, be embraced in the same way that we've uh, you know the community's embraced it so far and can enjoy another lot of stories. Yeah, well that's it's fantastic news considering the conditions at the moment. So it's congratulations. Yeah, it's exciting stuff, and, and I think this year is going to be all about collaborations um, in general. You know, we're excited we get to collaborate with Rip Curl on this photography studio, and that they're going to keep doing all their, you know, international shoots and things in the space. And then um, we've also got some great members in the hut working on some other collaborations, and we're looking at doing some some things with Ashmore Arts and trying to bring that creative community together with mm-hmm. with our hut community and and some ways to kind of foster some of that cross-pollination between those communities too. So. And fostering a creatives hub in the space, which is exciting. We'll talk about that a bit later. Well, that's, that's a big clue right there. <laughs> <laughs> but just on the, the new space, so the existing workers' hut won't change, so you've got a lot of desks in this, in this space as opposed to a sort of a warehousing facility. And I can see a lot of our listeners, their ears will be pricking up at the moment because mm. I know quite a few that are operating from home in the, the back garage. So, <laughs> um, so that's going to be a big bonus. So this will remain the same, the, the existing workers' hut where we are and the new space will be similar but more of a focus on, as you said, um, you will have the phot- photography yeah. studio there, the warehousing facility. So if you basically, I don't know, if you're a, a retailer who's been in business for two or three years, then it might be... And you've got, you know, the boxes piling up in the garage. Yeah. And it could or be a space to come to. Or in a facility. And yeah. then you have to, you know, every time you you have to ship out a product, you have to leave home and you go and get your boxes. And then, you you know, you, instead of having things in a whole lot of different places, it's just consolidating that into one. Yep. And then, yeah, I guess we want the second space to feel like part of the first space so members can kind of go backwards and forwards. and Kind of like reciprocal rights, isn't it? So, I mean, there's things yeah. that... Reciprocal space, rights. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's effectively an expansion rather than a second... Thing. So we'll, we'll uh, have it so people can use the benefits that they can get in this space that's not necessarily offered at the other and vice versa. So, um, you know, what our ultimate plan will be is to bring those communities together. So it just can drive a lot more collisions, which will create another whole heap of opportunities for whether or not it's work referrals, whether or not it's personal, you know, they go and catch up for a surf, whatever that looks like. Yeah. But it's, mm. yeah, it, it sort of brings in another whole... Um, a way of scaling it effectively, the business. Yep. So, so yeah. So we're interested to um, see how that goes, and that that's the challenge. So and tying that yeah. into work-life balance as well, so that people who are running those online businesses and you're kind of stuck when people are doing orders that you need to be close to home. And so if we yeah. can bring in some pick and pack and have a facility where eventually um, you can have someone to pick your goods for you while you're lying on the beach having your holiday, then that would be really ace. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine there'll be a lot of people chomping in a bit to get a look at this new facility. What are we looking at in terms of, not quite finished yet, is it? So what are we looking at in terms of a launch date? Yeah. <laughs> How fast can you paint? Yeah. So probably. certainly pre-Christmas, yeah. Pre-Christmas, so, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that would be probably a conservative look at it. Month away, yeah. So yeah, people can come in before Christmas, check it out, and then possibly get set for the new year. For sure. Yeah, yeah people yeah, can absolutely. come in now and have a squeeze and... And we kind of like to take people on the journey with us. And so mm. it's not unusual for a member to 
pick up a paintbrush or to get roped into <laughs> doing some kind of task. We won't yeah. quite go that far, but we'll have the, but yeah, again, coming back to that point of how we started here, I mean, we flexed as we went and that works, you know, it, it's ultimately the the strength of the product that we're offering is where the need is. So the only yep. way we can find that out is by talking to the people that want it, what do they need? Mm. So, you know, we're not, again, we're not experts on it, but we've got some good building blocks in there that we can effectively build off. And so that's what we're looking to, um, yeah, looking to do. So it should be exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. And just before we get to our news, I just want to ask a few like practical questions. For, I know people will be listening in, want details about mm-hmm. what they can and can't do with the space. So if I'm a freelancer, let's say not in retail, but a freelancer, a graphic designer, say, what are my options? Can I sign a, a contract month to month or does it, do I have to sign a 12-month lease? How does that work? I think the benefits of co-working is the flexibility. So we like to look at it that, you know, every person's case and every person works in a different way. And so we just try and cater to individual needs. So we have some fairly set plans that might be like a part-time or a full-time option. And then we do like a bulk pass so people can come and visit like they're going to yoga and just use a desk as they they want to. Mm -hmm. And then we have other people who take a private office all the time. And in the new space, particularly in response to what's been going on this year, we're going to have a lot more flexibility in those offices. And so people will be able to you know, have a flexi office for the day or share an office with another company a couple of days a week. Because yeah. um, we're, we're really finding that particularly in the next few months, you know, people don't know what's happening. They don't know what the next six months are going to look like yeah. for their business. And so we, yeah, we just kind of have to go with it and try and create a space where everyone, it can work for everyone yep. no matter what they need. And again, if we can grow their businesses, you know, it'll look after itself after that. It's kind of like, well, then whether or not they take on more space, whether or not they have to scale back, but we refine it as we go. But we don't want it to be a case of people, you you know, having something and can't use it. You know, yep. it's got to it's got to work for them. Works for them, they're happy. If they're happy, the thing, the whole thing, yeah, it yeah. takes along. So that's kind of... Have you had any companies that have basically taken over an entire space? Has that happened? <laughs> I've seen that. Has that that I've... happened to me in a co-working space yeah. in Melbourne? This yeah. social media digital digital marketing company ended up taking out the like one of the floors. I came into work one day, my desk was gone. Oh wow! Well, and they yeah. basically took over the lease. Have you had that happen? Yeah. Um, no, we cap it though. I mean, we've we've I've seen that too happen yeah. in Melbourne um, through. Yeah, some different spaces and whatnot, and culture's pretty important, right? So you've got to keep that in check, and if we can, uh, it tends to work better if people are, I guess, a little bit more vulnerable by being themselves in the space, then they tend to in, engage more, they, they're all in. And Rather so than just talking that, to people from yeah. their own team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's not really, I think the stats on the surf coast are most businesses are wonderful people. So besides the big players, there's not really any massive kind of teams down here. So yep. that's really great. The closest <laughs> you'd come to it would be that they end up, they're a part of a bigger team in Melbourne and they're yeah. employees here and they're set in, their, in the office here. But then for those people, it's kind of like, I don't want to talk about big stuff with the company that I'm doing all day. Yeah. I want to talk about... What well, you guys are up to, you know, so... I want to hear about people getting rescued yeah. at sea. Yeah. Like that. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So you don't have to worry about crowding out and all the, those types of issues, which is good. Mm. Once you're in, you're in and get settled and... Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, and not like to say we don't go for our anchors. I mean, if we can get our <laughs> anchor tenants in there, I mean, you know, there's certainly options to sign, you know, for, well. for a year agreement or whatever that looks like. And at the end like, of the day, yeah. we have to pay the rent, yeah. so... Yeah. 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 Like yeah. any yeah. other yeah. business. But... Um, 
I'm going to hand it over now to Jess because I'm hogging the microphone to announce <laughs> details of our new partnership. I'm announcing. Yeah. Oh, no. Go for it. <laughs> um, Drum roll. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know all the details. but um, Tell it how it is, Jess. That's it. <sighs> But I do have a question before we move on. I just wanted to know, do you have any um, apps that you use to manage the business? Like, yeah. I think our favourite app is the door. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. I actually have a door. But we have an app that lets people come and go from the space as they please. Yeah. So it sounds like the most ridiculous thing to be really excited about. But that means that we also have complete flexibility with the space. So people can come and go as they want. Everyone works different hours. We have people working for international companies who come in and have a little nap and then do some calls at 2 in the morning. Oh, um, wow. They do the US us, time or then the late ones for the UK time or Europe. So Yeah, yeah. people depends. want to so, come on a weekend yeah. maybe to power out some work. and. For us, the flexibility that having an I mean, app on the door is really yeah, yeah, certainly that's a favourite great. rather than having to, you know, get Meet down them. here and open up at all hours. So, yeah. so that's certainly worked. I mean, otherwise, it's communication tools, really. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. We've just got to keep in touch and anything that gives us a convenience and communication to quickly respond to yeah. what people need at times. That's, that's yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that's, I wouldn't target it into any... Great idea. There's you know, a new app every day. I can't yeah. keep up. Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of exhausting. <laughs> we've been trying to use project management apps and stuff at the moment. And they're like, have you used this one before? And Dave's like, no, we use this in our business. And then yeah, someone else will say, oh, yeah. hang on, but we use Trello. No, we use Asana. And it's like, oh, my God, like, where's my pen and paper? <laughs> and my little tick the box yeah. out of my yeah, notebook. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, we've got group ones for the, for the hub members too. So they can, yeah. you know, so we, we can broadcast pretty quickly whether or not it's like through a WhatsApp or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, just to, again, keep connected and keep, you know, yeah. shout out some new news for whatever's going on, whether or not it's the latest baby arrival or whatever that might be. Or, <laughs> so, yeah. Five yeah. girls. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Or it might be beers on a Friday. Who knows? So, so, yeah, <laughs> well, that's what the one people respond to. Yeah, yeah. they seem to, don't yeah. they? <laughs> straight, straight tick, tick, we have, I mean, we have face. an app that manages the space <laughs> as well, which makes our life a lot easier and lets people communicate with each other. And yeah. So, like, technology is key, I think, for any business. Mm. But, it's, but it's, not a, it's not a driver, it's a tool, right? So, yeah. you know, use the tools, but you got to know how to use them. Yeah. All right, now I've composed myself so I can see <laughs> <laughs> that little question. So about what you're going to say? Yeah, so uh, Surf Coast Creatives are going to partner with the Workers' Heart, the new space. So we've got our own creative space, is what? that what we're calling it? This is news to me. No. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> yeah, so I'll let you do the fine details. Yeah, so as Jess said, thanks for announcing that, Jess. It was brilliant. So we're, we're partnering up with the Workers' Hut. So Surf Coast Creatives and the Workers' Hut establishing a new partnership. So basically in the new facility upstairs, so there's both, there's three levels, isn't there? Did yeah. I get that right? Yep. Three levels. So we'll be on the... In the middle. In the middle, on the mid-level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. And we're going to have a space dedicated to creatives. So we're going to have seven desks, two sort of close-off desks that you can hibernate in. Yep. And so um, on top of that five, I guess you would say, more open desks. Yeah, so what, more offices for the seven and yeah. that sort of element. So those collaborative spaces and then, yeah, in the desking components of it. Of course, we'll see how it shapes up and how it goes but yeah no yeah. we're certainly from us we're we're excited i mean it goes with our i guess the ethos of keeping you know with local and um you know we see certainly promise from you know we've been and just like a said, lot of i think a lot of opportunities for mm. sort of what we're 
touched on a little bit before that quite often um, people based on their background and their business they kind of get stuck in, in what they're doing and they don't necessarily know that there's this other whole world out there and particularly when it comes to creatives you know it's really nice to see pollination happening between businesses that wouldn't normally interact with each other and then some really nice stuff comes out of that so I guess we're, we're excited by that whole whole concept of bringing those communities together and establishing a space that's really focused on on creatives and Torquay has and the surf coast obviously has so many people doing so much amazing stuff so yeah. oh we're pumped as well so thank you very much for the opportunity and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening in will be very grateful as well to have a space that they can start looking at and start thinking about so well they're gonna have to be fast yeah so, you know. <laughs> yeah it's only seven deaths so that'll get that'll get snapped up pretty quick so um yeah. in terms of you know inspections and all the rest so as we said before not quite ready yet but there will be times to come in and have a look. I'm sure we'll organise a, a set time and things to bring people through and have a look. And yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. So yeah, yeah and like we're sure. we're thinking as well that we can potentially we're, we're hoping to launch a, an exciting event sort of in the next month or so as well to coincide with the launch of the space um, in Baines Crescent, creating a you know a, a Christmassy market vibe and bringing some of those communities together um, in a bit of a street you know shenanigans. Um, supporting all the local businesses and doing some projects together that'll really foster that relationship. Yeah. So I couldn't think of a better place to call home if you're on the surf coast. So, I mean, you've got access to Bells Beach Brewery on a Friday night. <laughs> you've got Patagonia across the road. You've got Rip Curl. You've got, you know, yep. the history of this street. Plenty of coffee. Because we know Good that coffee. co-working, you've just got to have coffee. Yeah. Big shout out to Monkey's... Uh, uh, auntie, uncle, <laughs> monkey's, <laughs> uncle, monkey's uncle, and ginger, ginger monkey, and the micro, <laughs> and the micro <laughs> guys, micro yeah, guys so, as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. plenty of coffee. I just no, keep thinking we need an ice cream truck. <laughs> oh, that yeah. that'd just top it off. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it goes across the board. I mean, over the time, I mean, the bike matters, guys. We do we deal with them, you know. Yeah. Whether or not we send that to the mechanics or whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, they all, you know. They all uh, help us out and, and vice versa. We like to, you know, it's always yeah. a welcome smile and a, a friendly chat, a bit of banter about what's going on. So Absolutely. Uh, yep, so we want to certainly keep fostering that in the yeah. um, in the space. And really getting you guys in was just another way to give someone else a paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we know the real recipe. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> no, we cannot wait. It's... Well, that was our goal with the podcast. We we started the podcast. We didn't know where it was going. We just thought, let's just start with the podcast. Let's just start interviewing cool people up and down the surf coast, Ballerine Peninsula. We haven't got down to Warnable yet, but we will get down there eventually um, and see where it goes. And this is where it's gone. So no, no... Who knows what's next? Yeah, exactly. So we're keen to see where it goes and where we can take it. But um, just to repeat, do you want to repeat the news, Jess? We are... Collaborating? No. You're going to have a new home. Yeah, <laughs> we've got, got a, a new, new home. home. That's, That's it. it. Thank you. And he's getting out of home. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, look, it's great to have you guys on board. You know, yeah. and we can only say that from uh, genuine. I mean, you know, you guys motivate us as well. You know, for what you're doing, you're getting out there with the local businesses and communicating. And, you know, we've got enough going on as well, so you know, yeah. we try to do our best with it. But to have you guys really touch and you know into the spaces that they can pick up uh, and 
listen into it quickly and easily, yep. you know, we, we appreciate We think we need like a big glass window with flashing on air. <laughs> Everyone that walks past broadcast down into the street, they can hear Ben and Jeff live. Hello world. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, we're sitting in our pod booth. We're coming from Hut Radio. <laughs> Actually, we, do, we should really point cool. that out. So there's quite a few podcasters in Torquay and we're going to have a dedicated podcast booth as well. So yeah. if you're tuning in, there's going to be a dedicated space where you can record your podcast. Yeah. And that will be the new home for the Surf Coast Creators podcast as well. So yeah. So we may even look at um, amping up the episodes. We've done one episode a week for two seasons now, but we might look at amping it up to maybe just as looking at me like, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing this. <laughs> but I think you know, what you guys week. are doing is really exciting um, for, you know, for our members and for everyone in the broader community because there's so many awesome stories out oh, there for sweet. people to share. and. Like I said before, like you just don't really realise all the cool stuff that people are doing. Um, And, you know, I think that's the most inspiring thing is all the people that, especially through COVID, you know, they're pivoting their businesses or they're trying something new because what they did before doesn't work. And, you know, I think most people who start a business have a really interesting backstory as to why they got there in the first place and why they're doing the thing that they love. So I think you guys sharing those stories is ace. Yeah, we're up to, what, episode 10, season 2, so we're 20 episodes in, and we haven't even scratched the surface. No. Like, we've got a, yeah. a list of yeah. 100 more freelancers and creatives and entrepreneurs to come through, so... Oh, well, we've, yeah, whether it be coconut bowls we've had yeah. in here, sustainable, we've had, you know, people working at the UN, people doing all different things yeah. in terms of, yeah. yeah, for disaster relief, but there's also been people that yeah, are... Yeah, um, interesting people yeah actually that's going to be half the fun too bringing to life some of the stories uh, from people inside the workers hut too so yeah and there's there's certainly a lot of them you know like one of our guys upstairs Jane the other day you know he works in 3d printing but on the side he's building wooden surfboards and you know that's his passion and that's his thing and that's what he I'm sure wants to talk about <laughs> yep. but yeah. you know if you just kind of scratch the surface and go what do you do you get this completely different description yeah. so yeah. I think it's really nice when you start seeing you know people follow the things that they yep. love and what comes and then out. also yeah because then they've got all these different skills and experience as well so you know the more that it can get that shout out it, it really helps with um you know oh I didn't realize you did that Yep. And if we kind of if we hear that, then that's you know that's yeah. usually a calling for us that the jigsaw puzzle needs to we've got to get it going together again because yeah. you know we should be getting them to understand around. So you can only do that through community. So that usually means yeah. we can go and have a beer together and have a yeah. chat. So it's not it's a pretty easy outcome, but yeah. yeah. And if you can foster those ideas in people, like I think people are really scared to give up their ideas sometimes. Mm. It's the, yeah. you know, being afraid that, oh, if I tell someone what I'm working on, maybe that they'll steal it or, yeah. um, you know, I've done all this work, I don't want people to know about it until it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, um, yeah that was the first thing that probably we shared because, I mean, we, we were in the startup world as well. We had, uh, looking at some, in the travel space because we are doing a fair bit of travelling and through the guides part of the world and all that. And you're really reluctant was, to tell people what you do. Yeah, you sort of thought, oh, you right, hold on to that. And you're really happy with it. Yep. But then you don't get any feedback. It only yeah, starts exactly. to flourish when you, you when you actually bring that guard you down. You don't know if so, you're yeah. the only people that like the idea yeah. in the world. Yeah. And your family tells you it's ace. Yeah. But your family doesn't always and tell the you amount, the truth. <laughs> the amount of research you will have done, and I'll say this anyway, but the amount of research that you've done to get to that point, even if you were worried that someone was coming, there's still 12 months behind you. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, so give not, it a crack. It anyway. is certainly worth giving a crack. I used to say, I used to work for uh, corporate finance. I used to raise a lot of capital for startups, and they always worried about um, 
intellectual idea. property and the rest. And yeah. we used to say to them, well, if it's, you know, if your business idea is not that defensible in the first place, then perhaps it's not a great idea. So, yep. yeah. and this is like pre, you know, customers, everything, pre cash in the bank. So, sure. yep. but yep. yeah, that's an important thing. We can't wait to rip into it, that's for sure. So, seven desks uh, for the Surf Coast creators. Obviously, there'll be a much larger complex beyond that. So, dates and times and inspections and all the rest, details to come. But we'll leave it at that for now. Make sure all the details are in the blog. Um, Certainly get in touch wherever you need, guys. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we're, you know, we, we don't know exactly where the next chapter goes for us, but at the same time, you know, we, we, we want to read it. So yeah. just get in, you know, get yeah. uh, get in contact and we'll, let's work it out because ultimately, you know, it's an inspiration for us too. So, you know, we'll yeah. hear what you got of ideas and that. So bring it in. Yeah, yeah if it goes for, um, yeah, if you've got inquiries and things, then let them come through. Do not hold back. So... Just to round out the episode, guys, it's been great to hear a snippet of your story and announce our new partnership, which we're very excited about. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Dave. Who inspires you in business and life? Well, I've got... His wife. <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. Um, look, I have I, to turn off your microphone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why am I mute? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, look, I mean, there's different thing. I guess if you want to put business down to... Uh, I will keep it more business for that element. And I mean, like the the Obamas of the world with the poise, the Bill and Melinda Gates with their type of dedication, compassion. So I'll keep that on the business front. In terms of life though, I mean, life is family for me. So I mean, yeah, look, I can joke as much as I want, but you know, the lady right next to me. I didn't actually mean that. uh, (laughs) In terms of kindness and compassion, I mean, certainly, you know, is, is it a driver? Um, you know, I'm very lucky, fortunate with mum and dad. They were a big inspiration for yep. us. They, uh, you know, for the support, there was a lot of it was thankless. Dad, particularly, I mean, dad's passed now, unfortunately, but he's, uh, you know, still a big influence. Um, there's a lot of grit. He always just, yeah, he worked and he worked tirelessly for yep. us. And, um, you know, so you know, hold that as, a, as certainly an inspiration as well. Mm. Nicely done. You're not going to ask me the same thing now. And for you, Beck? <laughs> well, <yours laughs> Where am I going to go yours with that? Yours the hardest. That's hard to top, actually. Well, yeah, and I think, like, all, all jokes aside, obviously, uh, and you guys would be the same, but if you don't have the support of your partner, you, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with what you're doing. And I came from a background that wasn't a business background, it's a health background, so it's all about, you know, helping people and treating people and everything, so stepping out into business is really uncomfortable from that background. And so if I didn't have... You know, Dave's side and Dave's family who come from that small business background kind of pushing along and saying, you know, it's all right to give that a go. I probably wouldn't have done some of the things that I've done. So, yeah. But in terms of... Um, <laughs> yeah, but you bring the <laughs> kindness element that makes it a bit more, less businessy, so more they, social they enterprise. Let's go. Well, so they're not always so <laughs> we, yeah, we, yeah, that's right. We're a bit more <laughs> forthright. But, but having said that, yeah. And so certainly this year, um, you know, I, I love hearing people's ideas and anyone that's brave enough to really you know, take a risk and, and step outside of the box a little and have a crack at something, I think is really inspiring. And whenever you talk to someone who's who's done that, there's it, just a certain energy that can't help but be infectious. And so I think that that's the other reason why we're drawn to this space is, is the conversations really do give you a kick up the butt every day to go, oh, hang on, like I should be doing that and that, that's worth the effort and that's yeah. worth giving it a go. Um, and, you know, you've got all these people kind of behind you and if something... You know, sometimes those failures are the best thing that can happen because you learn so much out of them. And, and especially this year, you know, it's local mums and dads who are, who are struggling and still, like, my perfect example is my ace travel agent because I was stuck in the US 
mm. couldn't get back. Her whole business had fallen apart. She had nothing. She knew she was not going to get one cent of revenue. And she sat there for two days to get me, me and my friend home. Gosh. Knowing then she had nothing. She's a local talking mum, you know, supporting a family. And now she's, she's got nothing. If you asked her about her business, she'd burst into tears. Um, but people just doing, yeah, extraordinary things for other people. So it's humbling, very humbling at times. Yeah. Yeah, you were stuck in the US at the start of this year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I went on my first holiday away from my kids and my husband. <laughs> Which was a bad thing. <laughs> for, a, for a conference and I was having a great time. I was on my way to Nashville where I've always wanted to go. and I had to. That's Jess's dream. Oh, you guys are going to get along like a house on fire. I was fire. hanging out in North Carolina having just the best time in my tiny little B&B with friends. I thought you were there on conference. DFAT sent a message <laughs> saying, get on a plane, like you have to come home. Everyone at home is saying, like, I really think maybe you should come home. Like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, our, our ace, local, like I said, local mum travel agent, who I never would book with a travel agent normally because you just jump online and do it yourself. But I was travelling with a travel agent who said, we have to do this with a travel agent, something could go wrong, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So if it wasn't for her, who knows when we would have got home. You know, she rerouted all our flights and cost us only like 100 bucks, and she was amazing. So Amber, if you're listening, you're a legend. Thank yeah. you so much. Big shout-out to Amber. Put a Big link in. Amber. Put a link on. Amber Potter. Amber Potter. She's running for council. Vote now. <laughs> well, there you go. Vote one Amber Potter. Yeah, she went beyond the call of duty and, and got us home. Oh, that's brilliant. Test character for it. It's one thing we're looking forward to actually is fostering that community, and I think it's one thing you kind of miss out on in Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne you can do it to a little extent, but here you can sort of go beyond the boundaries, can't you, of your own walls? So, which is yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. Great. Um, I'll get, hand it over to Jess to ask a final question about your number one piece of advice for. I just gave it away. (laughs) Here come the dad jokes. (laughs) They're not dad jokes. (laughs) We've got 57 minutes without a dad joke. That's it. Dave has secret aspirations of being a stand-up comedian, I think. Oh, really? No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drop you in something. (laughs) Uh, So what's your number one piece of advice for listeners who want to turn their passion into a business? <laughs> Take it away, Dave. No, overall. Well, it depends on what you got, guys. Because I, I <laughs> okay, we got three minutes. Three minutes. I'll keep it short. So I want to get some notes down on this, guys. Sorry, this was important. And I actually I see to... you've written down some you notes. Well, so... no, and I won't. I won't. And you're I'll... lucky they're not sports analogies because I normally do love sports. it's like sports movies and sports films. <laughs> it's about the third quarter, the premiership quarter. Right, that's it. That's it. It's, I'm bringing it home. So go, we're in the hard, third, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in the final quarter. <laughs> so yeah, no. In terms, of, I won't do a one because I reckon it needs more than a one. And I think that there's two things in this. So there's either so why they should turn their passion into a business and then of course you always hear this why but it's kind of like well how do you do it so I want to give a couple of things on that right yep so I'll I'll put this in my countdown list of my top three right so in terms of why they should turn it into a business so and this is always comes back to so one day your life and I'll use adages because you know adages are right and good takeaways so so well yeah there's a few of them I I do like some of them but um, (laughs) so you know one day your life will flash before your eyes make sure it's worth watching right Mm -hmm. so let's use that as the first one so think of your movie think of your life like a movie or a book look back you want to read that book or you want to watch that scene. I think that's always important and that's sort of, you know, so... Make sure you're doing what you Don't get into that job and just be doing it and doing it and doing it and not enjoying it, you know. I think yep. that's, a, that's number three. Number two, life's a journey, not a destination. So that's what sort of looking at that balance between doing and being. So easy to say, yeah, I'm going to get to it and that this is going to be get to that famous thing or whatever it is. 
you'll ultimately look back and it's the journey that's going to be the one that you're going to talk about. You know, so. And number one on this one, this is for the life, why they should write. So this is life is short and this is time is fast, no replay, no rewind, right? So keeping on that sort of element of, you know, we, we've had personal tragedies in, uh, well, of course, we, we talked about earlier, but also in the family and that. I've lost my brother-in-law at, at 38 um, to cancer and, you know, I left my sister as a widow and it's kind of, it just... Kicks you in the arse. It kicks you, yeah. And, and look, in, in those in those two years of the diagnosis through to, to, to departure, let's call it, he, we, it, nothing was off the table. It was, and I can tell you what, in terms of living, it was living. We were just right. He never said no to no. anything. He, and he goes, go, I want to do this. You go, yep. So we're front row at an ACDC concert. We're just doing it. And it was just awesome. We're out there doing it. We're, we're skiing. No one's skiing. We're skiing. We're all doing this. You know, we're going and we're just doing family lots holidays. of things. It was all family. Give everything a crack. Yep, yep. So that was, um, yeah, certainly in terms of the, the life element. Don't I think... have any regrets and, and leave things undone or unsaid or un, you know. Yep, was yep. that the way he lived his life or was that, was that pre-diagnosis? Um, I Look, think diagnosis actually changed all of our, yeah. you know. I think we all kind of work on that, but you work on this kind of a comfortable timeline. Yeah. So you sort of go, once you get that, yeah. After I've done this and then yep. after yep. I've done that and in another however long. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to then keep comes soaring in and it soars in quick or you just go, well, we've got to, you know, just make it happen now. So, yeah, yep. I mean, you know, so I guess that's where I come back to the, the life is short element being. Yeah. And know, business, and you've also, I mean, you've always got to look at, is there demand for what you want to do? Like, you have to be smart about your choices in going to business because, you know, if you've got a passion, someone else probably shares your passion, but it doesn't always mean that it's going to make a whole lot of money. So you've got to make smart choices and it's really hard taking a risk. But um, I always come back to, have you have you seen that movie, We Bought a Zoo? No, we yeah. bought a zoo. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've seen That's it. That's Matt Damon movie. He yeah. goes and buys a zoo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I knew the podcast was done this way. <laughs> just the best line in that, I think, for it is a life and business and whatever, is that they kind of say to him, you bought a zoo. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And his response is simply just, why not? Yeah. And I think that if you're someone who's passionate about something, what do you got to lose? Like, why not? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, of course the... it's easier said than done, right? So we're not trying to just play on it. But I think you never know the rewards are far greater to have a crack. Than, you've got than to finish it to. with your favourite one. What about... Well, there's got... So let's come back to this because this is, you know, here we go. So <laughs> I've given... That's the why, right? So this is, I reckon, on the why. But let's 30s. go... Oh, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> so then the how, because I think often, too often, there's this it's thing It's supposed to be three minutes. Oh, yeah, well, the third quarter in extra time. You know, it's, 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 so, but in terms of the house, the action points, right? So I think it comes back to a lot of time you hear in business and it's sort of like, oh, you should go out and do this and all that. So let's keep on the theme. Count down from three to three to one on the adages, right? So if you plan to fail, you're planning... If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. That's Got right. It. That's so it. that was the one. Yeah, yeah. So I think preparation, right? So yep. that, that, that just comes kind of... It seems pretty do research. Yep. Laying, laying your foundations. Audience. Yep. 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 Now, this one, I think Beck liked this just more for what it sounded like. Anyway, so you can't soar like an eagle 
when you surround yourself with turkeys. Well, there you go. And yeah, that's it, right? So you think about it. Favorite thing, like. Well, yeah. yeah, but this is simply about right. If you, if you know, if you're around people that are constantly negative, constantly yep. whining, constantly, oh, I don't know, or lazy, or can't do that. Yeah it's going to make it pretty difficult to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, to get going and all that. So I think that that's why, you know, try and soar like an eagle. Surround you yourself know. by people who mm-hmm. are inspiring and who make you better and, and not people who do the opposite. It's yep. kind of like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's 100% right. I can't remember right. who said that. But and it's yep. that otherwise famous thing of saying, you don't, you know, you don't need to be, don't be the smartest person in the room. Just be really good at listening and yep. finding people that can actually help you to achieve your goals and what yeah. you want to do. Richard Branson's big on that. So. Yeah, and I think if yep, you can yep. do that because... He swears he's the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. Every room he goes to. And certainly yep. if you're starting a business, you Not might the dumbest, be the least really smart, smart about the one, you know, the thing that you're really ace at. Um, but certainly there's a whole lot that surrounds that business that you don't know anything about. And yeah. so you gotta, you got to find that and be willing to open yourself up to help from a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Sorry, I boycotted your adages. Not at all, not at all, but I, <laughs> I'll come back to it though. So number one, and so this is, again, probably not necessarily in order, but this is a, a, giving you a how to turn that passion into the business. So thinking like everything is a remix. So it's not necessarily an adage, but sort of going on that idea that, you know, there is an art to turning your idea into a business, right? No, no doubt. No idea is a new one. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, effectively, that you're using techniques that are the same ones that have been used by other creatives to that stage. So yeah. it's kind of like, think about, you're not necessarily reinventing the wheel all the time, but you're putting your spin on it. So I think that that, you know... How can again, you take everything that everyone's learnt who's gone before you and use that to save yourself time and to make better decisions and yep. and, that, and that that comes back to that thing of you know talk don't be afraid don't hold it together that you've got the next whatever tell as many people as you can yep. and ask for as much feedback yep. as you can from as many so you don't have to be a silo you don't have to be an island by yourself yeah everything yep. happens with collaboration so and at the end yep. of the day if you don't talk to people and get their perspectives you might be designing something that nobody wants yeah exactly right so yep. actually it brings me back to like we were thinking about doing a co-working space and then we came in here. We've done a couple of podcasts from the boardroom here at the Workers' Hut and I remember mentioning it to you and this is how all this has come about. If I hadn't mentioned it, we wouldn't be here. So, yeah. well, we probably would be here because yeah. we wanted to put you on but the podcast anyway. you yourself, not talking to yeah. <laughs> So in terms of, you know, the new partnership and everything else. So yeah. otherwise you wouldn't have known that we had sort of intentions to, well, we were looking at, you know, some type of co-working space. And sometimes opportunities come from the most bizarre places yeah. and over a coffee and over a conversation, over a beer, whatever, and mm. just go, oh, hey, I'm doing this and you're doing that. There's some really nice ways there that we can work together but, and, and, and give it a go. That's the other thing. I think people will get bogged down on the risk and they can go in with comfort for their businesses and that. Mm. You, no, it doesn't matter how good your business plan is going to be, right? You can be dot every I and cross every T on it but it, you're not going to necessarily know exactly what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it. We've had things come when out we of opened, here. We've had all of these people on you know, our chat groups and everything, oh, I really want to use this space, I really want to use this space. Those weren't the people yeah. that came in the door, yeah. you know, yeah. because of the ebb and flow of timing. And so... Yeah, we turned into a film studio at one point. <laughs> Actually, effectively where we were sitting. And so yeah, we had all... Yeah, film was... Yep. So they came down and they started. So we had, when we started, we didn't know. But we had all the, you know, the world's top ten surfers are in here. Yeah, right. they're coming day. in. Yeah. Mick and all the boys. Mick yeah. and all the girls and boys. Yeah. yeah. Mick and all the girls. Cheers, Mick. Mick and all the, yeah, the guys were pretty excited when the girls started walking through the door. <laughs> people came out of their offices. That's definitely. 
<laughs> Steph Gilmore was in this. In well, this room. yeah. Have you seen our wall in the kitchen? They no. find it for us. Oh, oh, right. Steph Gilmore yeah. and Coco Ho. I actually have seen that. Yeah. 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 Mick. Mick. Couldn't miss Mick. There, there you go. That was his final pro. It was. Yeah. We'll have to get those guys to come in for the for the new launch of the new facility. Well, they're all coming in the photography studio. Hi. So well, there we go. Doing all their shoots in there over the pro, so make sure you're around that way. That's why we're setting up a partnership. <laughs> Friends of the hub. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, it's my dream to get Mick Fanning on the podcast. So. Oh, cool. If you're ever tuning in, Mick. There's, yeah. Which you know, it will be. Hi, Mick. Hey, Come Mick. back to talking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> uh, Beck and Dave, it's been absolutely brilliant to chat. Dave, especially with your points at the end, yeah, that's brilliant. So, uh, that's just, Thanks for t- that's just yeah, gone t- straight. I you know, just gold. had to throw that in there. That's a goal right through the middle. Of the, a goal, Dave. That's it. In, uh, in overtime. So thank you very much for your time today. It's been brilliant. Can't wait to... Get some words of advice and wisdom going forward on a daily basis. So <laughs> I'm off to Bunnings to go and buy a new paintbrush. And, <laughs> and some tools you need a tool belt. And a tool belt. Yeah. Actually bought a drill the other day. That was handy. Or <laughs> lucky. So the handyman points just went right up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can carry it, but using it and in, a, in an effective manner is a different story. So <laughs> but digressing. We can't wait to see it. Yeah. Where can we go to keep following your story? And obviously, if people have inquiries and the rest, where can they go? In the front door, Ben. <laughs> your biggest asset, the front door. Walk Come in. and say hi Come anytime. Drop us an email. Um, you can always book a tour on our website. There's lots of information on there. But um, certainly Just in terms... Look into workershut.com, really. You'll get most of the details there. And yeah, certainly in terms of the new space, jump on our website and give us a buzz anytime. Perfect. Um, so if you want to follow more of the Surf Coast Creative Stories and podcasts, just head to our website as well, which is surfcoastcreatives.com. Um, Ben's email is on there and so is mine, so you can send through any questions you may have. Um, but thanks for your time today, Dave and Beck. Um, so good to chat to you and yeah, announce some new, new news. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Uh, thanks for having me. Sorry if we talk too much. No, it's all good. It's been a great episode and thanks for opening up about your story and how you met and all the rest. So it's been brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for your time today. Cheers.